0: and welcome back to music free static i hope you're having a fabulous day and it is another fun and exciting day to talk about ahsoka because it's always a fun and exciting day to talk about ahsoka but today it's episode four of the ahsoka series and I I tell you I am loving this show. That's why I'm still talking about it every week, um, and I plan on talking about it for another three or four weeks and probably beyond because I just love Ahsoka. And this episode was was fun. Lots of lots of excitement. Lots of uh, well, lots of interesting things. So let's dive into it. And first. Just a warning, I am speaking full spoilers, this episode's been out for a week, part five is live as this is this goes live, so, so, you know, full spoiler warning on this one, but episode four had all sorts of fun stuff, right, you have Ahsoka, you have Sabine, and Hu Yang down on the planet, and you know the bad guys are coming because they said that at the end of the last episode. And even though they say it's, they're not coming, we all know Hera's going to show up in this episode, and she does. So, yay! That's that's fun. And we're actually, I'll talk about that here in a little bit, but the the bot fight at the beginning was fun. The, the, the guards, the HK droids and some other guards, <laughs> they show up. And that's the first line of, yeah, Ahsoka and Sabine are not that easily taken. And Hu Yang apparently can fight somewhat, which given that he did, did lightsaber training, I suppose, wouldn't, isn't that uh, surprising. It just would have been easier if he had actually had a lightsaber, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, he, he uh, holds his own there a little bit, or for a little while, I guess. But then out comes Ahsoka and Sabine in her full Mando armor, and, oh yeah, the guards don't stand a chance. (laughs) There was was a great moment. Sabine's in a little bit of trouble, and Ahsoka just uses the force to grab one guy, pulls him in front of his his compatriot, who then proceeds to shoot him in the back a few times before Ahsoka... uh, Tosses him out of the way. It's like, oh, that's a little brutal, but also very cool. You know, using your enemies as shields has is, is been a thing in action movies forever. And <laughs> it's just sort of fun to see. As I said, Hera was definitely showing up in this, mo- in this show, in this episode. She was not going to get left behind. That's not who Hera is. And, yep, she loaded up the ghost. She took, grabbed Jason. She grabbed Chopper. And I said, all right, we're, we are off. <laughs> there was a great line. She's, she's heading out to the ghost, and her lieutenant, or I think it's her chief of staff or somebody comes up to her and says, you can't leave without authorization. Just watch me. Just happy and cheerful. It's like, oh, no, I'm going. There's, there's nothing you can do to stop me. I am leaving now. <laughs> it's like, yep, this is Hera. This is the Hera we all know and love. Now, it was a little disappointing that Zeb or Rex or even Callus don't join in the fun, but I mean, it, and Zeb is actually. Zeb may just be a, a victim of budget, to be honest. The last time we saw Zeb, he was with Carson Teva in um Mandalorian season 3. Well, Carson grabs I well, Carson and four other pilots join Hera to head out and help Ahsoka. Zeb is not one of them. And like I said, I think as much as I would have loved to have seen Zeb, I think he might have been a budget cut. <laughs> we want Zeb, but he's expensive. But uh, regardless, we knew Harrow was coming, and she shows up. So that was, that was great. But the rest, of the rest of the episode is basically one lightsaber fight after another. You get Ahsoka and Sabine now fighting, <laughs> in video game terms, they've just blown through all the mobs, and now it's time for the mid-boss. Right, you've got Moroc, Mar- Marok, um, you get Shin Hadi, and then you've got um the next level boss in um Balen's skull. Now it turns out <laughs> Maroc wasn't that big a deal to begin with. So a couple of <laughs> So Sabine and, and, Hera, er, and Hera, I do that a lot. I did that last episode, too. Sabine and Ahsoka are dealing with the the Apprentice, right? They're dealing with Shan, they're dealing with Moroc. And they split. Who yanks to stay together because you're better together. And, of course, they split up immediately because, of course, they do. These are both strong, independent women who are happy being independent, apparently. I'll get to Ahsoka a little, or nice. yeah, I guess I could get to Ahsoka in a, in a minute and talk Sabine. Now Sabine is not as good as Hottie with a with a blade; she just isn't. Um, but what's interesting is she's she holds her own for a while, some using her Mando tricks and and she goes blasters first because she's better with her blasters okay fair she gets thrown into a tree and her helmet gets knocked off and it's like i thought that was a little bit of a surprise and they linger on they linger on it for a bit you see them fighting off in the distance and there's just the camera's like here's her helmet right it pans off them i think even there's her helmet we'll focus on them they're fighting in the background and now we go back And there's some fun stuff. I mean, again, we see that Sabine has no control over of the Force. She gets disarmed, right? She loses her lightsaber. Shin's standing over her with her blade. As Sabine reaches up, just like, I am going to pull my lightsaber to me. And she quick looks back for the lightsaber to come zipping by her, and it, of course, doesn't. <laughs> you have no power. And Sabine just lets... Lets into her with her uh, wrist rockets and disarms Shin. Now, while this is going on, Ahsoka is in a classic, classic samurai showdown with Murak. She is using one lightsaber, which she used two with the bots, so I don't know why she's using one here. She's, she still has the other one. She's wearing it, but she's got the one. But this is this could have come straight out of a Karasawa film. She's standing there with her lightsaber up and in ready, and there's Morak with he with the classic Inquisitor spinning blades of death, and she just uh, he charges and she's like one step, slice between the the spinning blades, and slices Morak. I mean there there's no fight there. Right? This is a very classic samurai showdown. And Morak, he he's turns out is a slightly gaseous. Either he had too much Taco Bell, or he was animated by Night Sister Magic. Now I in Star Wars it's probably the latter, but there are days where you know what? I feel like the the former, you know, if you were to slice me open after Taco Bell, that that's what it would look like. Would be all that green mist. So, given that uh, Elsbeth up there, what is a night sister, does not surprise me. Does not surprise me at all. But that happens. Shin freaks out as Ahsoka goes to to go get the map and stop. Stop the bad guys from doing bad guy things. Okay? Because this is what Ahsoka does. And she goes to Skull. Now, Skull... Skull is fun because he is a very contemplative villain. He, he's definitely tie, holding on to a lot of his Jedi roots. Because, like the episode title says, he is a fallen Jedi. And he is... He sits down and talks to Ahsoka. He doesn't even his lightsaber's not ignited. She in fact lights hers first. But he knows Anakin became Darth Vader. Um he tries to say like, no, this is this is for the greater good. And I hate the greater good arguments, and this is exactly why. Because anyone can justify anything if they claim it's for the greater good, right? And Skull go pulls out the oh the unfortunate truth that you must destroy in order to create. Now, some people have called Ahsoka a gray Jedi, which is foolishness. I think Skull embodies that "quote unquote" gray Jedi. Um, per, everything really, personality, mindset because there the problem with the concept of a gray jedi is the concepts of jedi light side and dark side are co- diametrically opposed. the dark side destroys the light side creates, but the light side includes the the normal processing and destruction of life right Death is a part of life, the eventual decay of that that life is just part of nature the dark side wants to destroy and force things into its own image so skull very much feels like that sort of gray jedi of course i want things to be peaceful and great and lovely but i have to destroy everything that exists first All Right now inevitably they fight and again ahsoka is fighting one-handed she has she has both lightsabers, but she's only using one of them. Despite having used two in every other fight that she's been in today. <laughs> right? And the rest of the series, for that matter. I, I could kind of maybe understand it's like she wants to keep a hand free because she keeps fighting her way towards the map and she wants to be able to pull it out of the little flamey stand thing that it's in. In any case, she uh they fight. Shinko's running in because she's going to go help, right? She she sort of abandoned her fight with Sabine to go maybe take revenge on Ahsoka, maybe something, Who I don't know. But she shows up. Sabine uh, is presumed dead by Ahsoka because, hey, the person she's fighting is still alive. Obviously, Sabine didn't make it, right? And Ahsoka... She she ends Shin in a hurry. Doesn't kill her, but slams her head first into a rock. (laughs) Shin is going nowhere and probably is going to be having a little bit of a a ringing in her ears for the next eight months. (laughs) That concussion has got to suck. And eventually, Sabine does show up, and Ahsoka, Ahsoka... Now fighting one-handed because she's burned her hand on the map. but gets forced over the the edge of a cliff. Now, we know she's not dead. (laughs) If the show's got her name on it and we're only halfway through it, okay? Also, we'll see her again in in a little bit. But here's, here's Sabine. And now we get back to Skull being the I don't want to fight you. And you could tell he's got a some sort of gift of insight. Now he also probably has some knowledge, but he talks he he talks Sabine down. They never actually fight. She, well, I mean, she shoots at him a few times, and he deflects the the blaster bolts. But that's about as far as it gets. She tries to threaten him by holding the map and putting a gun to the map, right? In her hand, this is the stupidest thing that I have seen in Star Wars in a long time. Here I will hold this thing and and put the put my blaster to whatever the thing is and hope that whatever I'm shooting, the bolt doesn't go through the thing and through my hand because that's exactly what's going to happen the way Sabine is holding this the map and her her gun. This is ridiculous. This is in the do not do. Okay, but it does give you the classic hostage vibes and all that sort of thing. But there are a couple of interesting things we've we learned. We've learned that Sabine's family is dead. They were still alive at, at the end of Rebels. Um, and according to Skull, again, unreliable source potentially, but fairly certain that this is the truth, We do know Sabine, he says Sabine's family died on Mandalore, and the look on her face is yes, she knows this. And he says, because Ahsoka didn't trust Sabine, right? Because Ahsoka didn't trust you, your family is dead. And that's an interesting thought. Did Ahsoka refuse to leave her behind and go to Mandalore to try to stop the Night of a Thousand Tears or what we don't know all we have is a line but it's really interesting um the guys on force center like to call it tip of the iceberg storytelling we've just seen the tip of the iceberg there's a lot more there that we may or may not get into we probably will in all honesty i fully expect we're going to get into the rest of ahsoka and sabine's relationship as the series goes on because, again, Ahsoka's not dead. They're going to come together probably probably not next episode. But episode six, perhaps. Okay, so. Shin eventually shakes off her head-smashing good time. And <laughs> Shin definitely knows how to hold a grudge. She sees Sabine. I think she knows that she may not know that that Sabine has surrendered, but it's like, no, no, we're going straight to the Force Choke until Skull backs her off because Sabine does what was foretold from the beginning of the episode. The beginning of the episode, Sabine and Ahsoka are talking. And Ahsoka asks if she can count on Sabine and says, you know, they have a choice. They may have to destroy the map and leave Ezra stranded. And with the the line along the lines of, you must choose between what's right, even if it's against your own self-interest, really. And we know that's not happening. As soon as that line comes out, it's like, okay, yes, Sabine is going to be, uh, she's going to end up betraying Ahsoka or betraying her mission to try to save Ezra because Ezra is the only family she has, according to Skull. So, yeah, so she surrenders and gets taken aboard the, the big ring ship. And, of course, now Hera and company show up as the ship goes into hyper and are sort of in the way. <laughs> um, elsbeth Tell us her, her droid crew, yeah, they're in the way. Ignore them. We are going to hyper. And they blow, th- blow right past the rest of the ships. Now, it's a giant ring. It might have gone around everybody, but we didn't get a hold-on maneuver type thing here. What we got was at least three X-wings down because of getting blown out by the wake. Okay, so... Carson Teva is one of the ones who's still, who's still around. Uh, I think one of the other human pilots is as well. And they may pick up one or two of the others from from the wreckage of their X-Wings. But they're not. They didn't go to warp, right? <laughs> to use a Star Trek term. Right? They didn't go into hyperspace. They're stuck on the planet. I say stuck because next episode... They are, they are going to hijack some purgles and they are following. Okay, <laughs> this is this is definitely how this is going to happen, right? They're going to pick up Huyang. Though they may find Hera's helmets, and they might find Ahsoka, and Ahsoka is going to be a little weird. We'll talk about that in a minute, but I fully expect like, okay, how do we follow them? Well, set. Uh, Set your comms to channel zero. Tie yourself to a Purgle, and let's ride. Because that's how that's how this thing works. <laughs> I mean that's that's how they got the pergles to jump in the first place with Thrawn. That's what's gonna happen here too. Now let's talk the weirdness with Ahsoka. She falls off a cliff. The camera pans. Here's the roaring waves at the foot of the cliff. You don't see Ahsoka, you don't see anything, just waves. And it pans over and pans over, and there's a subtle texture change, and now we are in the world between worlds. Now, if you, again, if you've never seen Rebels, you should change that, but there's a two-episode arc. There's the world between worlds, and um, I forgot the episode after it, but we we see it's basically this big void with these sort of glowing walkways, which again, you see in the episode, so that's cool. But it's a connection between all points in time and space, is how it ends up sort of being described or discovered by Ezra and Ahsoka. And Ahsoka hears somebody call out Hey Snips, and she turns around, I didn't expect to see you so soon, and there, says Anakin Skywalker standing there on the platform. Now, there's lots of debate. Is it actually Anakin? No, it's not actually. Well, it's not Anakin Skywalker as he would be at that point of time because that Anakin Skywalker is uh, barbecue. Luke cooked him. Vader is dead. And uh, Luke gave him a Viking funeral. Okay. He he went up on the pyre. So, what is Ahsoka seeing? Is it Anakin's Force Ghost? Possibly. Is it a uh Is it a, a version of Anakin from some other part in the timeline? Maybe. Maybe. Is it the uh the brother from the the uh Oh, why am I blanking on this stupid? Because it's such a big deal. There are three sort of force gods, I guess, if you want to put it that way. There's the father, who is balance. There's the daughter, who's the light side, and there's the brother, who's the dark side. And this trinity is sort of the trinity of the force, if you want to look at it, with the father balancing out the light and dark side. Ahsoka has at some point basically absorbed the the sisters energy okay yeah i i haven't seen the episodes in a while in the clone wars where this happens but it's a thing anakin was sort of was tempted by the the brother and shown his his path as vader so what we could be seeing here is a reunion not of, or maybe not specifically of Ahsoka and Anakin, but of the sister and the brother. Now I'm not sure Felloni is going to go full force mysticism here, but he might. <laughs> um, I do like the idea of though of Ahsoka connecting with Anakin again and actually having some real meaningful discussions there. On the other hand, Kevin Kiner's score, which is awesome and amazing as always, starts whipping out the Imperial March. And uh, so it's very possible we are seeing some version of Anakin that is not the the kind, friendly Master Skywalker that uh, Ahsoka knew. Now, I don't have all the deep meanings and answers to all of this. I It was really fun and exciting. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm really... The cliffhand... I don't want to be hanging on this cliff for another week. You know, come on, man. <laughs> but... And of course, as this airs, this podcast goes up. You don't have to wait. Heck, you may have already seen episode five and know it's coming up. But I had a random thought. I know, a lot of my thoughts are random. But this one in particular... There, there's always been, there's been a question around the show about when does it sit in the timeline, which is not uncommon for Star Wars because Star Wars canon junkies are hardcore canon junkies. But the question is, where does this sit in the timeline? Well, we've got some general times. It's it's, this, it's in the same period as the Mandoverse because you've got Carson Teva. Um, all right. All this stuff. What if this comes before Book of Boba Fett? Right, we know in Book of Boba Fett, there's a little interlude of Din Dinjarin going to see Grogu. And he's stopped by Ahsoka. And Ahsoka convinces him that it's in the best interest to leave his the Beskar chainmail that he had made for Grogu. And leave Grogu to his training. But when he when Din asks Ahsoka why she's there with Luke, she tells him that she's an old friend of the family. Right? Obviously, she trained with Anakin Skywalker. Connecting with his son is a it makes sense, right? Especially since he is the first of a new order of Jedi that is, is trying to spin up. Right? Luke is trying to reform the Jedi Order. He's building, literally, he's building a school during the episode. What if, in this moment, in the world between worlds, she has these discussions with Anakin? And whether it's actually Anakin or not, this is what sends her then to Luke at the end of the series to, uh, or at some point in the series to reconnect, to be that old friend of the family that she says. It could very well be. I'm also kind of thinking that what if, again, we're we're seeing not the actual Anakin Skywalker pre-fall, but what if what we're seeing is a projection of Ahsoka's dark side in the form of Anakin, right? Now, she's not a Jedi, but in all honesty, Ahsoka lives the Jedi ideals better than just about anybody in the Order that we we see. Except, or maybe even including Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is a very strict poster boy for the Jedi Order up to following the tenants, even when maybe they're not necessarily the right thing to be doing. Ahsoka is, we're going to do the right thing, and sometimes the rules are not there to help us, (laughs) okay? So, she may be wrestling with that here a little bit. In all, whatever happens, I'm really excited, right? I wish I had some deep insight. I don't study Star Wars it's my, my favorite world and series to be in. But there's a lot that's going on here, and there's a lot that can go on, and I am really excited for the next episode. And as I said, I fully expect Hera and friends are going to pick up Ahsoka. They'll pick up Hu Yang. They'll find um, Sabine's helmet. And they're as I said, they're going to lash themselves to some pergles and Channel Zero, and off they go. Because remember, Hera knows Purgles, right? She knows. (laughs) She's dealt with them before. So it'll be, uh, it'll be fine. I'm looking forward to it. So until next time, be excellent to each other. And this is Music Free Static signing off.